Hi, and welcome to For Real Life. I'm Jochem Hill. This podcast is intended to use biblical truth for real-life issues. The Bible talks about many of life's questions, struggles, hopes, and fears. It's a book that was written many years ago, but is definitely applicable to the here and now. It's not just stories and theories, it's for real life. A number of years ago, I listened to a podcast, and it was an interview with a lady from a Mennonite community. Something she said has stuck with me for all those years. Mennonites, as some of you will know, are a Christian community, mostly known for their really traditional lifestyles. And there's, of course, a whole variety, and there's differences between certain groups of Mennonites. But many have no electricity in their homes, for instance. Often they make their own clothes or are involved mainly in agricultural work. Many also don't drive cars. Now, the reason for these communities to still refuse to drive cars is, as the lady explained, is that cars destroy communities. So when people uh, can only use a horse and a wagon or a bicycle, you can really only go so far to do anything, right? Uh, the people you're related to, the people that you live with, that you work with, that you shop with, that you go to school with, the people you worship with, they're often the same and they overlap in many ways. That makes a community. Right? You're socially connected in many ways with the people in your community. If you can drive, you can really go as far as the commute that you can put up with. Right? In that case, those circles, the family, the colleagues, school friends, parents of your kids' friends, uh, and the people that you worship with, they may not overlap at all. That breaks a community. The early Christians had a community. There are a number of things written about that community in the New Testament. It was, in fact, a very close community. Listen to this in uh, the beginning of Acts, Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 44. And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all, as anyone might have need. Day by day, Continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. So they were together. They had all things in common. They were sharing uh, when anyone had a need. They went to the temple together. They broke bread together and ate their meals together. You can even see the connection uh, there between the word community and in common. It really means sharing, that word common, and community means sharing. And to communicate, for instance, is also very similar. It actually means sharing as well because you're sharing information or thoughts or ideas. Now, the word commonly used for that idea of sharing in the sense of a community in the Bible is fellowship. It's a word we don't really use a ton, but sometimes we use it when you talk about your fellow teammates, for instance, or... For the Lord of the Rings fans among us, the Fellowship of the Ring. And we see this many times in the Bible. For instance, in Acts uh, chapter 2 and verse 42, so a couple of verses back from the earlier quote, they were continually devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And when you go through the New Testament, you'll see that this fellowship or community is really important to God. For instance, in the letter to the Romans in chapter 12 and verse 10 and 13, we read there, 
Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, right? That's thinking more highly of other people than of yourself. And it goes on in verse 13, contributing to the needs of the saints. And the word saints just means believers. Uh, practicing hospitality. Now in that word contributing, right? It's contributing to the needs of the saints. The word contributing is actually the same word used for fellowship or sharing in the sense of a community. And now what is interesting is that God says that this sharing, this fellowship or being a community essentially is a sacrifice. In the letter to the Hebrews, the writer says, do not neglect doing good and sharing for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. So that word sharing there is the same word that is used for fellowship in other places. And really that is what a community is. You're not looking after yourself. You're looking after everyone in your community. And in order to truly be a part of that community, you will have to make sacrifices. You're sharing your food, your home, your money, your time. Maybe you even forgo things like a better job, better living circumstances, better education for your children. But God says that this is pleasing to him. And now why would that be pleasing to God for you to give up some of those things? How does that benefit God? How does it make God happy? Does he want to see us with less? Of course he doesn't, but he knows the bigger picture. He knows that if more of us were to live a less selfish life and more selfless, our overall happiness will increase. And less of every person uh, for him or herself, but more giving of ourselves, which is really what God and Jesus are like. But the benefits of a community far outweigh the other things we may gain if we weren't a part of a community. If you ever fall on hard times, and you inevitably will, you have the people around you to support you. Your job, your education, your house, your career, your hobbies, none of those things will come for you when you need it the most. Now at a time when we're barely even able to leave our house, well, we don't have to leave our house. Many work from home or study online. We don't even have to leave the house to shop for groceries or go to church. It seems that the internet, as super convenient and useful as it is, is actually destroying communities more than cars ever did. But it doesn't have to be like that. If you make those sacrifices, if you are a part of a community, like those early Christians, work to have things in common. Start small, but keep working at it. Sacrifice things for your community. Reap the benefits and be a benefit to other people as well. Most importantly, though, I would say is make God a part of that community. And as John, one of uh, Jesus' closest friends, wrote to some of these early Christians uh, in one of his letters, what we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. So I encourage you to, to be a part of a community, be a part of a community of believers in Jesus Christ and, and make sacrifices for that community because it's those sacrifices that God is pleased with. Thank you for listening to For Real Life in the WCF Podcast Network. 
I'm Levi, and I'm a co-host on a show called A Little Faith, where we explore faith breakdowns and buildups with different people who have very powerful stories to tell. We have another show where Tom and Naomi are exploring how we interact in our ecclesial relationships, and it's called From the Platform. It's a very in-depth series that is incredibly helpful for understanding and developing compassion and better listening practices. You can find both of those wherever you get your podcasts or our website, wcfoundation.org podcasts. Lastly, did you know that WCF assists in support and resettlement for dozens of political refugees a year? Please consider supporting our efforts with donating on our website, wcfoundation.org. Have a great week.